Welcome to the AM Podcast, where we discuss topics that help you build, grow, and evolve your personal brand into becoming the androgynous model of your life. Welcome to the AM Podcast, where we help you build, grow, and evolve your personal brand. Thank you so much for stopping by and tuning in. I'm your host, Cece. And I'm your co-host, Nikki Eason. What's up, my good people? What's good? Okay, so we're going to get right into it like we always do, because we spare no time. No time. Um, so <laughs> what I want to talk about is Journey Season 3. We got a list. Right. Journey Part 3. Part 3. Mm-hmm. Might be a season one day. We'll see. Well, hey, you never know. <laughs> we never know. Uh, we're gonna talk about Journey Part Three. We're gonna talk about this um, BEM score because mm-hmm. I got a score and I want to know what it means. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk a little bit more just about your expectations for season three of the Androgynous Model coming out. Um, if you can just any insight you can give the audience and even myself because obviously we ain't seen it yet uh, <laughs> just to let us know you know what's going on what we can expect to watch it what can the audience take away from it what can the contestants take away from it and overall so let's go ahead and start with journey part three what's going on okay so just I gotta give you a couple of snippets because you know you gotta watch it <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely uh, highlight um, one of my judges who passed away from season one, which was a very interesting thing, of course. Anytime somebody passed away, it's, it's definitely it's heartbreaking. But I guess in my mind, I looked at it in a more uh, more purposeful type thing. And it kind of made me feel like, man, like I had a chance to be a part of this person's life. Like the androgynous model got a chance to be a part of his life, you know. And he was super androgynous, you know, male, but just dressed super feminine. Uh, and definitely was an amazing, amazing person. And I just made me think like, yo, you just never know how and what role you can play in people's lives. Not just the contestants, but the people who are involved, you know, the the judges, right. the designers of videographers, photographers, whoever is, is on that show. I just never, you just never know, like in, in general. So I do definitely do hit on that, you know, and um, tell a little bit about that. And I also kind of talk about just kind of what I learned, you know, from season two. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'm thankful that season two was able to be done considering oh, all the yeah. things that happened. The setup for the oh setback, my gosh, right. you know, the set, right. <laughs> the setback. I'm telling you, you know, so I'm, I was definitely excited to complete it, but just really, uh, learned that even sometimes given opportunities is also great, but you also got to keep in mind who the opportunity is given to mm-hmm. and if they're ready to accept it and do what it what's necessary to make it work for them. Message. <laughs> Message, right? Message in life general. I know, right? <laughs> you know, and but I had to also realize sometimes people are just not ready, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe it may help them. I know that maybe I know that it's gonna help them, but they don't know it yet. And it may not help them at that time. Maybe later on down the line, when they look back and they're ready, then they're like, oh, I remember when I learned Mm -hmm. this. So I guess I really just kind of got even more humbled to say, Nikki, everybody's not on the same level that you're on. Everybody's on their different journey and their path. You did your part. You planted the seed, whether it grows a little bit now and sprouts up or it grows later, you already did your part, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think I took away from that, but it opened up my eyes to say, 
the androgynous model can actually evolve into an organization where I can give other opportunities to people who were on the show. I may not do it as far as like a season, but it might be something that somebody stands out and I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, you didn't win, but you was a part of it. Right. But hey, I got this opportunity. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So it's just still living and learning. Like keep in mind, I'm on the journey as well. I'm right. evolving. I'm, I'm, I'm learning this thing. I don't have all the answers. So most stuff has just been like by trial and error, you right. know? Uh, so I talk about that and just kind of more expectations of season three and then and, and just what diversity and inclusion is as far as what I'm trying to get companies to understand of why I started the why, yeah, why the representation is necessary. Yes. Just like that video you put out mm-hmm. on Instagram, representation is key. Like, yeah, I don't know if the you all listening out there, but just imagine just imagine looking on TV and not seeing yourself mm-hmm. represented right. somehow. Right. I mean, Latins go through this. Asian people went through it. Uh, androgynous people mm-hmm. go through it. Transgenders have been through it. Like, mm-hmm. we've all been through it. But now it's getting to the point to where I think a lot of people... Rep- representation in 2020 is like, why isn't there representation of certain right. people anymore? Like, right. we've come this far. Everyone should have a representation of themselves somehow, somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. I think what you're doing with even the journey... Um, androgynous model, even, you know, putting the content out there with your mogul moments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just building the representation for someone who who's out there who wants to talk. Right. And share their thoughts. Someone out there who wants to put together a whole thing with other people. Like, um, you out there, you might not even understand it now, but just having something to reference that mm-hmm. represents you goes a long way psychology-wise. Yeah. Just how you deal with your life on a day-to-day. Absolutely. And, and I think I definitely make this this point of seeing the lack of representation is the reason why I started the androgynous model. I didn't see people that look like me in positions that I wanted to be in. Right. You know, so I had to one, create it uh, and two realize that even though I'm creating this platform, you know, it may not be the easiest thing and I may have to be the first, you know, and, and that's OK, you know, but it's going to make it easier for other people coming behind me. And uh, I, I do reference Lena Waithe on part three because I think she is doing some great things and she actually gave me my confirmation to keep going because of where she is and what she's doing. So for those who don't know who Lena Waithe is. Oh, my gosh. She's a writer, producer, <laughs> uh, director. Like she is definitely got a lot of many hats right mm-hmm. now. Um, she was a, she wrote one of the comedy series, I think Masters of None, which is what she won an mm-hmm. Emmy for. And now, I mean, she has what the the Boomerang series. Mm-hmm. She's just about to drop the the Twenty series. Uh, wow, Queen and Slim, you know right. the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to kind of see her in the in the in the light that she's in, and to see someone that looks like me, because at one time she had locks as well. So that's you know rep- that that's right. the representation that you needed. To exactly, see, right? that was the representation that I needed to see. You know, and honestly, having that conversation with myself the night of the Emmys, like, yo, you know, I just need that extra confirmation to say I'm on the right track. Or even having a thought process, I'm watching the Emmys, oh, one day I'm going to be at the Emmys in the crowd, I'm going to have a nice blazer on and a bow tie, and boom, like, the camera goes to her. I'm like, really, God? Like, wait a minute, what's yeah. going on, you know? And then she wins. Right. So to me, that was like... That could, eat, that could be you. That could be me. Right. And it was crazy, because people was hitting me up, like, oh, my God, like, she reminds me of you, da-da-da. And I'm just like, I didn't even know who she was mm-hmm. at that moment. So this is just kind of like an eye-opening experience. And I talk about it in part three as well, but it's like one of those one of those things how just as I went on, certain things have just kind of let me know, like, you're on the right track, keep going. 
Yeah, and, that's yeah. that's good, man. And and I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're working on the even this podcast. We're just trying to we're trying to build representation for for anyone out there that needs to see something. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs that motivation. That needs that needs people to support them out there with. It's okay to have different ideas. It's okay to have difficult conversations. It's yeah. okay to express yourself. Yeah. Not everyone's going to accept you, but your job is to be authentic to yourself. Exactly. And we want to be here to support. And the reason why Nikki made a lot of this stuff is so we can, so there can be a path, whether it's gravel, whether it's sand, right? Whether it's dead grass, Just something, something <laughs> for you to see. Okay, yeah. you can go this way. Like this is not a this is an okay path to go down. Right. So that's great, man. I'm looking forward to the to the journey, uh, part three. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I want to talk about is this BEM score. Oh man, listen. Let me let me, gotta, let me get out my score <laughs> yeah, real quick. Definitely. Um, let me see what I got. Why are you doing that? I'm gonna explain it. Okay. So, Dr. Sandra BEM, y'all, was a uh, she was a professor, women's studies, you know, and uh, she did a lot of research on androgyny. Androgyny is one who embodies masculine and feminine characteristics. Androgynous is the act of expressing both of those genders through fashion, appearance, or lifestyle. But Dr. Sandra Bim did research on trying to figure out how much of an individual was masculine, feminine, and androgynous. Because, of course, all of us embody masculine and feminine characteristics. It's in our DNA. It happens, right? She came out with this test. It's a personality test. Because her main thing was to get people to realize androgyny was more about personality, not sexuality. A lot of people tend to think that androgyny, androgyny or androgynous people are only in LGBT community. That's not always accurate. There are some that are very heterosexual and they're androgynous, you know. So she wanted to make sure that people understood that androgyny was about personality. And that's something I always highlight, too, on the show. It's more personality than sexuality, okay? But anyway, so you, it's a 60-question uh, test. And it's like different words where... Uh, you have to say from one to seven, how well do you relate to these words? And then based on the answers you get, there's going to be a percentage at the end of how much of you is masculine, a percentage of you, how much is feminine, you know, and a percentage for androgynous. And it kind of just gives you, you know, your, your, your percentages and your rankings of scores, you know, from it. So I thought that was something that I wanted to incorporate with the contestants and people who are part of the show just to kind of show uh, individuals like why, they are the way that they are and to kind of give them a better understanding like that's just your personality type right it's, <laughs> it's not okay everything. you know yeah. it's not everything it's just kind of who you are you know um so the scores i got from doing this i got so there's three there's three scores it's masculine feminine and neutral mm-hmm. for masculine score i got 73 for feminine score i got 62 and for neutral i got 67 mm-hmm. when you explained it to me and i look at the numbers it makes sense yeah it, it makes sense because right. I'm like, okay, I'm not like, even though you're like, how the 73 makes sense? I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and then my neutral 67, which I'm like, yeah, I am kind of like, yeah, in between, in between. In between yeah, it really 67%. depends on the day yep. or how I'm feeling that day or something <laughs> like that. So, what I loved about these scores is it made me reflect on even how maybe how I acted 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, like. How, how maybe how these scores would have changed. Maybe I would have been a little bit more on the feminine side, on the masculine side of my personality, but mm-hmm. this definitely gave me a lot of insight and gave me a lot to think about and gives me a different perception to see other people mm-hmm. who might not even know that they're androgynous or think of themselves that way. But with these scores, I see this in everybody. Yeah. I see these in males and females. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what I love about it because I can look at, a, I can look at a, a, a guy who might be... Um, 
straight, gay, whatever the case is. And I can say, you know what? The way you're acting, you're kind of like, you're masculine, but Mm -hmm. I do see feminine characteristics in terms of maybe how you do this or say this or something like that. But, yeah, these are great scores. Um, You out there, we are going to give you guys an opportunity to take these tests for yourselves. Um, Give us some time. We're trying to figure it out because with the scoring, you also have to calculate put mm-hmm. numbers together I debat I don't do maths <laughs> so Nikki had to do this one for yeah. me but um we're gonna find a way to get you to get the scores or the the questionnaire out there for you so you can find out your scores and then we'll find a way to like post it on our Instagram mm-hmm. um at the AM podcast we'll post it on the Instagram maybe with your picture or something like that mm-hmm. but we'll get it to you don't worry about it we got you because I definitely want to see what our audience gets in terms of the masculine feminine and neutral score yeah, so absolutely. That's the BEM. That's the BEM score, right? <laughs> the that's BEM, what yeah, BEM Dr. Score. Sandra BEM BEM score. She first came out with the BEM sex role inventory, and that has it as it has evolved. It's come down to like the BEM score now. You know, I just always want to uh, keep in mind her legacy because she did pass away uh, literally six months after I reached out to her about what I was doing with the show. So I thought that was another piece to add on to. I don't know if I told you that story. Oh, I got to tell you that real quick. So I reached out to her when early on when I started the first season of The Androgynous Model when I found out, you know, this test Mm -hmm. out there. And I'm like, hey... (laughs) Dr. Sandra Bim, I found your, you know, test and I'm doing this. I would love for you to be a part. And she responded back like, uh, you know, I think what you're doing is great, but I can't be involved. And immediately I kind of took it personal. Like, but I'm doing what it is that you have been doing. Like she came out in the 70s with this. right? Right. So I'm like, what in the world? So. Long story short, a year or two passes. Uh, come to find out, you know, at the time she was a, a professor at Cornell University. A year or two passes, I see somebody with a Cornell University shirt on. I'm like, hey, does Dr. Sandra Bim, you know, still teach there? And they're like, I think she passed away. And I'm like, what? It's not sure. <laughs> right, you know, I think she passed away. I'm like, okay. So I went back to look up information on Google, and she had passed away six months after I reached out to her. Wow. And she was sick. I think it was like cancer, cancer. Maybe I that's think it was why cancer. She do it. Makes wow. sense, right? So it yeah. humbled me real quick. Right. Like, uh, Nikki's not about you, right. you know, <laughs> just where she was. But I think I took that personal to say, I got to continue to implement this, you know, each season because I get what she was trying to do. And I think it gives people who wow, are in driving. a lot of perspective. Yeah. It, and it gives more perspective of who you are, you know, and an and acceptance. Like, it's okay. That's just part of your personality. You yeah. know what I mean? So I just think that that was a very eye-opening thing to where, again... Yeah, and and she did in the 70s. If you look back on the 70s, there was a lot of androgyny in the 70s. My One of my biggest um, androgynous um, models that I followed was Grace Jones. Oh, yes. She used to be in um, Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I remember the first time I saw her when I was a little girl, Mm -hmm. she had that fucking... Tall fade, yes, with her leopard print <laughs> loin bra on on a horse, this mm-hmm. Amazonian six <laughs> two, and everyone, yeah, and everyone used yes, to think true. that she was gay and all that just because she looked. And if you look up Grace Jones and you look up her interviews, mm-hmm. she's very adamant that she doesn't. Who cares about sexuality? Exactly. She yes. always says that like. If there's an interview with her with some badass frames on, mm-hmm. and someone asks her, "Are you into women?" and she's like, "What the f-? like?" She got insulted. Like, what does that's it matter? What I'm saying, yo. Like, and she and seeing her from a young age is what 
now that I think about it, was like, you know what? You can't do this. Right. Like, she's on TV. Right. She's, and she's with Arnold Schwarzenegger just on a horse, like, just stabbing people with, with exactly. stairs and stuff. Exactly. And, and she, she wasn't it. Right. She and she that. wasn't depicted in a way that was less than. Right. And people still talk about her to this right. day. Right. Grace Jones, I love her. So, right. yeah, Definitely that's my androgynous model is Grace Jones. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Definitely. 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 And I think she's a definitely a great representation of being able to own it and not really have to include sexuality And she at doesn't all. feel like she has to answer to anyone. And you shouldn't. Right. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It just is what it is. Yeah, for sure. That's what's mm-hmm. up, y'all. So, okay, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, Journey Part 3 is out. 1, 2, and 3 is out. You can check mm-hmm. out the videos. We even have podcasts covering um, 1 and 2 as well. So if you jumped in on this one, go ahead and go back to that first two. Um, and we talk about a little bit more in depth about everything that Nikki has been through up until this point with the androgynous model series. We got the BEM score. We're going to get that out to you. Don't you worry about it because I know y'all want to know your scores too. So we're going to get that out. Thanks, guys, so much for stopping by and tuning in. We're going to catch you later. <laughs> we out. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>